Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to ptsd.com and Vikings Territory for giving us a chance to post our pod there. Be sure to go check out the great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com and Vikings Territory. Kyle and Sam back for another week, another win, a six-game win streak. Uh, This team is now second in the NFL overall, only behind the Philadelphia Eagles that they lost to uh, in week two. Um, Different game yesterday, another grind-out win. What would you say you're kind of, uh, if just to start us off, um, first impressions of the win yesterday were from from your end, Kyle? So I'm looking at Cousins' statistics. You know, he was 55% completion percentage yesterday, 265 yards, pair of TDs, and an interception. His QB rating was uh, 81.8, which is not very good. I mean, it's not disastrous, but it's not excellent either. Um, You know, I think this is the best Cousins has played since becoming a Viking. It's certainly not the best he has been um, statistically kind of thing. But overall, this season, what he's giving the Vikings, the Vikings are 7-1. He came into this year with a 59-59 QB record. Um, And I am am, uh, um, someone who believes that wins are QB stat. Right. So that that 500 record was important to me. He is now 66, 60 and two, six games above 500. And if things keep going, he is going to touch 70 wins uh, by the time this season is done. That would mean the Vikings have to get to 11 wins, which at this point feels more likely than not. But I will, you know, kind of see how things go. Um, Yesterday's performance, I think I saw Nick Olson tweet about this and I happen to agree. I mean, it was a gutsy performance. He was getting hit a lot and take, and not just like, you know, someone was like kind of gotten through and he kind of pushed you out like big time hits, physical, rugged dudes. That Washington front is phenomenal, like fantastic. And they don't even have Chase Young, you know? And, and so you think where they add in Chase Young to that, I mean, they are ferocious up front. And, uh, you know, the Vikings offensive line is improved but not to the point where they can hang with the threat that Washington presented. But man, credit to Cousins. That was his fourth game-winning drive of the season. They've won seven games. Four of them have come largely the result of Cousins going on the field at the end of the fourth quarter and marching his team down the field, right? And I know at the end they were kind of helped a little bit by that penalty, helped them drain the clock. Um, but I can't fold that Cousins for that. I mean, that's what transpired. Uh, to drain more time, kick the field goal, then of winning a close game. They were down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. And yeah, Harrison Smith deserves a lot of credit. Defense deserves a lot of credit for, you know, getting critical turnovers, setting them up, having maybe the best celebration in the NFL so far this year, the bowling pins. And really what made that whole thing work, I believe it was Jordan Hicks, who had a bit of a wobble and then fell down. If they all just fell down at once, you know, that would have been good. But with the one wobble and then going down that made it just perfection, perfection. And the Vikings coming back and winning the game, uh, man, Cousins, 
this is this is the best. He hasn't passed for 300 yards yet in the game. He hasn't even hit three touchdown passes in the game. This is the best though he has played since coming with or since coming from Washington to join Minnesota. Uh, I, I would say. What, what do you think, Sam? Are, are you a wins as a QB stat kind of guy? And what do you think in terms of, you know, the way our, our quarterback has has played here? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, the wins as a quarterback stat, I, I think um, I'd probably say I, I use it when it works in my favor. Um, yeah, right, right. No, right. I think I think it is it is uh, in some ways a case by case basis that you need to evaluate players and I think certainly wins in a situation you look at the impact that a player has on uh the wins a quarterback has a tremendous amount of influence on mm-hmm. what happens um mm-hmm. and so I think that there are certainly teams when a quarterback does not have a complete team and yeah. to base them their progress on on wins isn't entirely fair but for the Vikings team that they have this year um, while I don't think many people were predicting them to go seven, one at the start of the season, uh, yeah, yeah. did certainly believe that they should be competitive and, and should be fighting for that, a playoff spot. Um, and I think we also, like when we were even projecting the first kind of like actually projecting the whole season and, and thinking about breaking down game by game, what was going to happen. I think we would say, and even looking now, especially it was very important to get wins at the start of this year. Um, yes and so they have done that um i think yeah. Kirk cousins has has played very well it feels like he um he the last couple of weeks have felt like a scramble i know you, you mentioned this week last week felt um like a lot i the the um uh, um miami game felt uh like there there's he's been he's been under some pressure um yep but he has done what he needs to do to help this team win. And again, this team just continues to play very good situational football. I know yep. uh, I, the last thing I'll say on Kirk Cousins that I was just thinking, because I know we had done uh, a bit of a bold prediction at the start of the year. You yep. had some predictions for Cousins. Uh, I did. The one did. was that he would hit 5,000 yards. Uh, and so now eight games through of a 17 game season, uh, he is at, do you have the number? He is at oh, just just a touch under two thousand, I believe. He is at uh, yeah nineteen ninety nine. So he's coming in decent clip below where he needs to be. He yeah. it's not unsustainable, but like you said, without those three hundred yard games, uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard yeah. hard to get there. So now keep keep in mind though. So eight games, you know, eight times two is sixteen. That gets you to four thousand. Don't forget that seventeenth game, right? Um, and so that we'll see. The other side of that is if they keep playing as well as they are, Cousins might not even play that 17th game, <laughs> you know, because yeah. if they're, you know, if they're sitting at 13 and three or 14 and two, which I don't necessarily believe they will be, but maybe you rest your quarterback at that point in the season. Anyhow, go, go ahead. Sam. Right. Um, but let's move into even just kind of some bigger storylines of the game. Uh, I think we can look at both the offense and the defense. Um, Let's let's start with the offense. I think one of the notes uh, that really impacted this offense that has been some news that happened since we last talked um, is this big trade. And it's actually, it's kind of interesting. Kyle and I, we talk about what we're going to talk about, what we're not going to talk about. 
Uh, we're mm-hmm. not going to be able to talk about everything. And I said to Kyle at the end of the of our recording last time, I said, you know what? Like I was wondering about the trade deadline, but the trade deadline always seems to be this thing where everyone talks about the people that are going to get traded and then yeah. nothing ends up happening. Uh, yeah. The Vikings did not do nothing. Um, yeah. Hawkerson is a is a very, very significant addition to the team. And yeah. we saw yesterday, I think that uh, I know he had uh, nine targets, nine receptions for 70 yards. And I actually feel in some ways that the 70 yards is a little bit unfair in the sense that he had a it few is. plays where the ball was dumped off to him and he was tackled for a loss. Yeah, um, exactly. What what does he mean to this offense? And And seeing him in that offense yesterday, kind of what were your takeaways? Seeing him play off of Jefferson, right, and find room kind of in the intermediate area of the field and just be, one, a safe target for Cousins. Like, you want your tight end to be a reliable, safe guy. But, I mean, you know, a number of, you know, I'm not trying to disparage anyone. Like, a number of tight ends can accomplish that, right? Like, be a safe target, pick up modest gains. Not everyone can move down the field the way Hawkinson does and get those 15, 20-yard chunk gains you know, especially when Jefferson is demanding so much attention. Um, I was shocked to see how, you know, how much he was involved, how how he's a major part of this offense in like less than a week, right? Nine targets, nine catches, as Sam suggested, 70 yards is a little bit deceptive, 7.8 yards per catch average, um, I believe is what it's telling us here. And so, I think, yeah, I think that's quite deceptive because he had several significant gains. And as Sam suggested, you know, something like the play was just kind of busted. You know, the ball gets over to Hawkinson. He's tackled for no gain or, or negative yardage. And that really kind of drags your average down. Uh, but, man, he is probably already, just based off one week, your number two option as a pass catcher. Because uh, Thielen had, you know, several good plays. But kind of the coming out of the bye, I seem to recall him talking to the media and saying that, you know, he's being played a lot more physically. You know, people are getting their mitts on him. And um, it seems that that, has, that trend has continued. And when we have these contested catches or kind of tightly um, contested targets, he doesn't come down with them at the same rate as he used to, right? And so with that being the case, it's really, really important uh, for Cousins to have somebody other than Jefferson who he can really rely on. And, you know, Thielen was targeted seven times, seven times yesterday. He only had three catches. Uh, and several of them, you know, he got one hand on the ball and it's kind of whatever. But, and, you know, the cornerback is right there being physical with him. Um, and so that's something that Thielen's going to have to continue to work through. Um, but in the meantime, you get Jefferson as your number one, Hawk as your number two, Thielen as your number three. And you're feeling pretty darn good with that, I think. Uh, especially if, if this is where Hawkinson's at after, like, you know, really like a matter of days then, man, I think you're feeling pretty good, aren't you? Like, he was excellent, I thought, yesterday. He, he was a legit threat, and you could see just he was open. I know we – I was saying to Kyle, like, the, the tight end play this year has not been poor, but it just hasn't – a lot of the plays have just been these five-yard plays, which is certainly part of what tight ends are for. Uh, yep. But he was legit down the field uh, yes. threat. Yes, yes. Uh, yep. And to add that to this team is, is great. And I think – you start to look at where the ball is spread around. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Osborne had a single target yesterday. Uh, I don't think it's true. No, he was targeted a couple times. Oh, sorry. He yeah. did not have a catch. Didn't have a catch. Yeah. Didn't two two catch. targets, zero catches. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 
Right. Yes. Two targets, zero catches. Um, like between uh, Hawkinson, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, uh, that was the primary. That was, that was where the ball was was uh, was given yesterday. Uh, yeah. One to Madison, two to Osborne, uh, one mm-hmm. to Munt targets. Uh, that is. And so I, I still I think that while maybe you would say that defense was maybe an area where you'd want an upgrade over offense, uh, it's hard like that tight end position and having the upgrade that has been made there is significant for this team and gives them a very legit uh, mm-hmm. set of receivers and, and targets oh, yeah. for uh, for Cousins. Yeah. And given their age, I mean, Sam and I here were talking about this game and certainly think about this season, but given their age, you know, Jefferson Hawkinson could be an amazing one-two punch in the receiving game for literally years to come, right? And then especially when you partner them with then Christian Derisaw, you say now you got an elite left tackle potentially for years as well. You know, this offense is setting itself up well for um, not just this year, but beyond. And that's why I kind of... I'm not as concerned about uh, Quasi Dolphimensa sending out that draft capital because you're, you're it's, it's not just a pure rental for the season. Like you're setting yourself up for, you know, 2023 and 24 and 25 and so on and so forth. So I am enthused about what we saw yesterday. Yeah, I know. I think it's a, I think it's a, a great addition. So let's, let's look at the defense quick. And I think that I, I felt like yesterday was a very solid effort from the defense. I think you've got that Agreed. one play where the, the ref kind of gets in the way of Bynum and you yep. just kind of chalk that up to just that that happens. Those are yep. things that, that are there, but I don't think that uh not a whole lot of blame, I guess, to to go on for what was a significant play. Um, yeah. Yeah. But really it felt like this defense was very solid. And I know we've we've got to add plus two to Daniel Hunter's uh yeah, we do. sack count on our on our uh our counter. Um, yep. Yeah. What, what did you see from the defense yesterday? Well, I mean, obviously you think of the Bynum play. Um, it was, from what I could see, a really good chance of a Vikings pick. But instead, it's like, it was like the referee was setting a pick in basketball. And so the referee set a pick and then the Vikings going to get a pick. And so it was a little bit of an unfortunate sequence, but sometimes that happens. Thankfully, it didn't lead to a loss. Um, as Sam was suggesting, Good to see Hunter get a pair, you know, get 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 kind of back and have some really nice pass rushes and get rewarded with sacks. Uh, Zedari Smith could have had one, but could have had one rather, but they um, called it back to the face mask penalty. Um, but overall, I would say uh, the defense really stepped its game up, right? R- really played considerably better. Both uh, Kendricks and Hicks, I think, did an excellent job. You know, Kendricks, there's a lot of oohs and ahs when he missed that tackle on Heineke. And fair enough, you know, it was, it was a nice, nice move by the quarterback. But I do think it's tough for to play linebacker in the NFL when you're coming up to tackle a quarterback. And maybe it looks like that quarterback is going to slide and go down. And maybe you ease up a little bit. And then he pulls the spin move on you. I'm not saying definitively that's what happens. All I'm saying is I think it can be tough at times to make a perfect tackle when if, if he if he in that moment thought, oh, he's giving himself up, I'm going to ease up. And then he, you know, throws you in the spin cycle. Um, that play aside, Kendricks was good. I thought Hicks was good. I thought uh, they didn't have Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle, which 
maybe doesn't sound like much, but it is, you know, fair bit, right? Like Tomlinson right now is a top 10 option um, on PFF when it comes to pass rushing. So, I mean, he's there. He helps in the run game, certainly. He's a big, rugged guy, but he also helps to collapse the pocket, right? And and, and helps to set up Zedarius Smith, you know, Hunter and those guys. So I thought we saw a lot of good things. And then a Caleb Evans coming in and filling in for Cameron Dantzler, you know, contesting that catch to Terry McLaurin, you know, getting several tackles. You know, you tip the cap to Caleb Evans, fourth round rookie, came in and, and competed and really not just competed, but played well. So, yeah. so give the kid credit. Yeah, he was very, very good yesterday and very noticeable. And yeah. you could hear on the broadcast them talking about him and uh, exactly like that that play where he broke up that that short pass. That was that was huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, time play. So uh, this this team continues to roll. Uh, yeah. And next week, I think is going to. It feels like a little bit of a shift in the schedule. We've been talking about this. Uh, you got Buffalo, and Buffalo is now coming off of a loss. You go into Buffalo uh, yes. Sunday. What gives you hope for next Sunday? Well, uh, Hawkinson gives me hope for Sunday. Uh, Cousins and and the way he's been so friggin' clutch that that gives me hope for Sunday. Um, the defense. Uh, you know, comes kind of showing these glimpses, right, uh, of, of being really good, not fully 100% putting it together yet, but showing these glimpses of being really good gives me hope. Uh, it was a perfect day for the kicker. Greg Joseph uh, hit all his kicks. I don't think any of them were super hard, but even still, I will take a perfect day from a Vikings football kicker. Any day of the week, I will gladly accept it. Um, so these are all positive things I'd say, you know, Buffalo in many ways feels like the litmus test. You know, have the Vikings been lying to us? Are they actually as elite as seven and one suggests? Um, my concern is that Buffalo just got beat by the Jets. And so I don't think there's any way they're coming into this next week of preparation saying, oh, we got nothing to work on. We're fine. We're, you know, I, I expect a, a, a quite a, a large amount of motivation right? Get this thing back on track, especially considering the Stefan Diggs stuff, um, especially considering losing to a division rival who in reality, Buffalo's better than the Jets. Um, so this is going to be a tough, a tough game. And I, and frankly, I, I don't expect the Vikings to win. I, I, I honestly don't. And so I've been wrong about many things before in, in uh, my past and, and when it comes to the Vikings. So We'll just see, right? We'll we'll just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. Well, I, I think for Vikings fans, the greatest hope they have is the fact that you just think that they're going to lose. Uh, yeah, man. No, I tell you, I've been uh, I've been doing the season prediction series, and I've I think I've I think I might be at the bottom of the pile. I, I've picked up against the Vikings several times, and they made me pay. So maybe I should just keep it keep picking against the Vikings. Absolutely, and, and give them bulletin board material, and just go from there. Whatever you're doing, don't stop. Don't, exactly. don't wash the underwear. Don't. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. You just keep yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Um, 100%. Well, I think in what you're saying, I actually, not that as a fan, you're ever necessarily okay with the loss, but I think that considering how much capital they've brought up uh, in terms of like um, wins, it feels almost like even if they lose next week but are competitive, that is certainly worth a good, I like that. That is, um, 
there's still something to take from that. So I would I would tend to agree, especially since the Packers just lost to the Lions. It feels like we have a little more breathing room in a sense. You know, you know what I mean? Like we would feel quite different going into this game if the Vikings lost and the Packers won. Um, but that's not what happened. It was the exact opposite. So if we see a close game where the Vikings have a shot to win this late in the fourth quarter. You know, I hate moral victories, but in a sense, there's there's something there. We, you know, we can hang with the NFL's best, you know, on you know, on their fields, you know, in, in their stadium, right? There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Well, I I am looking forward to it. Like you said, it's gonna be a good litmus test. So let's uh it'll be fun to see what happens. Hopefully competitive game. Uh but we'll uh, we'll wrap up there. Thanks mm-hmm. everyone for listening. Uh it will be fun to watch this team play uh, against this Buffalo team and hopefully it's a great game. So take care, everyone have a good week and we will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks.